This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's music row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. All right, welcome to episode 292. Uh, Later on, you'll hear a conversation with the B team. They're asking lots of questions. I hope you guys like these. We put these on here because I feel like... As many calls as we take during the live show when I get people on and they're on Zoom and they're on at night and they're just free to ask whatever it happens. And they did. They got, they, Mike, this one's a little more, a little more in the weeds, huh? A little more, yeah. Yeah, you guys all like this. Uh, let's do new music first. At number five this week, we put Eric Church. He released the first album of his three-part project. This one's called Heart. Uh, here's a new song called Russian Roulette. Messing up my head, playing a Russian roulette with a radio. At number four, Kaylee Hammock released her song Small Town Hypocrite, but it's a re release, right? Yep. And it has Chris Stapleton on it now. Yeah. Here you go. I'm just a small town hypocrite. Swore we'd be running, running, running this town. At number three, Alan Jackson put out a new song called You'll Always Be My Baby. You'll always be my baby. He wrote this for his daughter's wedding. And so, new music. I think he's going to be on the radio show next week, huh? Yep. Yeah. I've only met him, well, twice. Once, it doesn't really count because it was a radio interview. He came in. Remember back in the day, Eddie? Mm, Yeah, when he came in? Absolutely. Absolutely. I won't forget that. The other time... I met him before that was on stage. I met him in Is Las, an award Ve- show? No, in Las Vegas. It was an awards weekend, but it was one of those con- charity concerts. Oh. And he was playing, and I was going to go up and do something, and Jake Owen was after me. We were all up on stage together. I think Jake was sitting at a piano. 
and Alan Jackson had just finished his set, and I was like, hey, uh, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, hey, he goes, uh, hey, how are you? I said, hey, uh, it's really nice to meet you. I'm Bobby. He goes, aren't you that guy on the radio? I was like, <laughs> he knew who you were. I was like, yes, sir, yes, sir. He goes, good to meet you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Made awesome. a few words. But that was the first time I met him, but he's got a song out this week. Uh, Brothers Osborne, they have a new song out called Younger Me. Younger Me Made it harder than it had to be Trying hard to dodge my destiny And number one is Charlie Warsham. He has a new song out called Fist Through This Town. Charlie Warsham, number one this week. There are more new songs out. For example, Thomas Rhett put out Country Again. These are honorable mentions. Mitchell Tenpenny put out a piano version of a song, Bucket List. Ashley McBride released Velvet Red. Chris Jansen released a dance mix of Waiting on Five. What? Is that true? A it's da- true. A dance mix? That he released, not someone else? Dog. <laughs> he released, yes. <laughs> Crazy. Can you find this? I can try, yeah. Man, it's, should it be on my phone? It should be, yeah. I'm like a... I should it be on this little box? Wait, why would it? Why would it be on your phone? Well, if he released it. Oh, then it'll be on on your streaming. I got you. Yeah. I thought like he texted it to you or something. No, those days are already. <laughs> so I should have it on my phone. He texts me every every single he has. Chris Jansen, waiting on five, summer jam mix. Okay, let's see. I want to hear uns uns on me this. Me too. And if they're if Dead Mouse isn't doing it, I quit. He pulled it. He quickly regretted it. <laughs> Bluetooth on. Let me turn Bluetooth off. Here, I'll pull it up here in a second if you want. Well, I wonder why mine's not playing. By the way, don't edit this, Mike. Let's just let people... The hands oh, here we go. If you're wanting overtime, I'm sorry I'm sick. Waiting on five to start on six. Everybody watching that tick-tock tick. It just sounds like... Sam Hunt. Yeah, or a Dustin <laughs> Lynch song. Like Sam Hunt would it have does. Done this. So it doesn't sound like unsa, unsa, unsa. What, what is what's this uh, is that dub? What is that uh, drum sound? I don't know. There's a name for it. I don't know what it is, but when you put those drums in it, it just sounds like yeah, Dustin Lynch or Sam Hunt. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping for like a Euro dance. <laughs> sure. No, uh, that's out. Uh, new EPs or albums. Tim McGraw has released the uh, deluxe edition of Here on Earth, and then Brian Kelly put out an EP. From Florida Georgia Line, BK's, BK's Wave Pack. I haven't heard any of this. Have you? I did listen to a little bit of it. Curious? Is it good? I mean, it kind of sounds like that dance beat into it. Let me hear a song called Beach Cowboy. Beach Cowboy. Come on. Pull it up. I'm curious to know because he's not the lead singer of Florida Georgia no. Line. That's why I wanted to listen to it. Yeah. I, I couldn't distinguish what his voice was until I listened to this. It's like if Dan from Dan and Shay put out a record, but here's the difference Dan produces all the. Dan is. The, Dan is the, the brain and Shay is the voice, the voice. Right? And Dan also sings great harmonies, but BK sings good harmonies for Georgia Line. Yeah. I just don't think BK produces anything like Dan does. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm curious to hear it. Go ahead. Spicy margarita bar tender make it two for me and one it's got for sound effects. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> 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 Those sound effects just threw me off. That's it. 
It's, I mean, it's so it's pretty it's, different. It's fine, right? I'm expecting a little yeah, baby, coming out. Well, he doesn't do yeah, baby. I know though. that's that's Tyler. Turn it up again. You can cut it. <laughs> it's fine, right? That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. fine. <laughs> All right. Morgan Wallen breaks a silence, drops out of summer tours. He put a big note up. Did you guys see that? I saw that. Yeah, I thought it was good. Oh, was that response to fans? Like what? I think it wasn't random, right? It wasn't random. Um, I think it's him gradually putting himself back in the public eye. You notice he didn't do a, a, a message mm-hmm. with his mouth, a video. Uh, he wrote it. They wrote it out. Um, Listen, rooting for him to come back. The, his fans had put a bunch of billboards, but his record was number one forever. I think it was just a response, a thank you, but he's not going to tour this summer. Uh, Chris Stapleton reschedules more dates on his All-American Roadshow. Hey, Soul Sister by Train just went diamond, meaning it sold 10 million copies. No, like it's still? Mm-hmm. Like still selling? Yeah. That's it, pretty rare for a hit that was, what, like 10 years ago? Yeah, except it's a jam. It's so good. Hey, jams are eternal. Hey! <laughs> They don't no, get enough really respect. Good. Train doesn't get enough respect. Train has like a lot of really good songs. Meet Virginia, Jam. The best. Uh, Pete Davidson to play Joey Ramone in the Netflix biopic. Huh. Is it a biopic on the Ramones or just Joey? I slept with Joey Ramone. That's what it's called. Huh. Do you know the song? Yeah, of course. Before, I want to be sedated. Uh, Justin Bieber once intentionally lost his passport on purpose because he missed normalcy. I was reading another story about Bieber where... He said his bodyguard, he says, Mike, had to check his pulse. To check his pulse when he was sleeping to make sure he's still alive because he was so he was doing in drugs. such a bad place. Yeah, mm. crazy, huh? Man, Sad. look at him now. Fifteen. Oh, you want to? Do you want to do this? I'll tell you what we're gonna do in the next episode. We're gonna do this. I'm just gonna do a little teaser of what we're gonna do in the next. episode. Okay. They say 15 songs from the 1970s you'll recognize by the first few notes. Cool. I think it's harder than you think. Really? Yeah. And this will be on the next episode. We'll put it in there. Play, play number one, Mike. Black Sabbath? Yes. I struggle with the song title. Yeah, me too. The song, though? It's a wild guess. Do you know it? I do because I read it, but I think I would have struggled with it. Yeah, I don't know if I know this song. Crazy Mary. Paranoid. Paranoid. But I don't know that I would have bet on me to get that right. But we do know it. And we know, like, the vocal melody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we nailed it. Okay, let's do one more. I want Come you on. to go out on one. Okay. Um, do number two, Mike. I did know this one. Go ahead. Got it. Go ahead. Mississippi Mud. Mississippi, no, no, you got <laughs> so close. Mississippi Queen, Mississippi yeah. Queen. Dang Mississippi it. Queen. Don't you know what I mean? Who is that, though? Mountain. Mountain. That's definitely a one-hit wonder. Mississippi Queen. Man, that's Guitar Hero right there. Don't you? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's right? why I know it. That's it. We'll do that on the next episode. All right. All right. Hey, thank you guys for being here. Uh, we're going to get into the B-team question and answer, FAQs. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Thank you. All right. Welcome to the conversation with the B-team. Uh, everyone liked the first time we did this, so we decided to do it again. We've invited five listeners from the much-loved, I say that from my heart, B-team Facebook page, and gave everyone the assignment of coming up with three questions. So you can ask me whatever you like. There are no rules, well, no bad words, obviously, except you can't 
um, ask me to come to your house or anything like that. Like you can't say, when COVID's over, will you come over and clean my toilet? Because I will not. Um, or don't take any clothes off, and I'm not taking any clothes off. I guess those are the only rules. That if you want to get on my OnlyFans, then I'll take my. I'm just kidding. Um, other than that, let's meet everybody. When I come to you, tell me how long you've been listening to the Bobby Bone Show. By the way, there's no wrong answer. Like I'm just as excited about somebody who's been listening for three months as I am somebody who's been listening for 15 years. So there is no wrong answer here. Everyone has three questions prepared. Um, we're going to check in. By the way, if you're, uh, do, we, do we upload this video? We can. Well, I don't know if we do, but I look sweaty. Here's what just <laughs> happened. Caitlin got the, the second shot of the vaccine yesterday. She is terribly sick today. Just wiped out. Just chills, feels terrible, body aches. I got the second shot two days ago. Heck, I felt better from it. So I'm trying not to rub it in that I feel so good, and I'm trying to take care of her. And she fell asleep, so I hopped on the, the bike real quick to get a bike ride. And I hopped in the shower, and I still look like a mess because I'm sweaty. I got a shirt that's too big. I think I got, like, uh, I'm still breathing hard. But I wanted to be here on time. We've already had to move this thing twice because of, of vaccine appointments that we thought we were having. And then it got moved. So I apologize to everybody. That being said, let's meet some people. Uh, up first, Ashley from Oklahoma. Hi, Ashley. Hi there. Can you hear me? I can, Ashley. How long have you been a listener? Uh, at least seven years. I have a bad memory, but at least seven. Are you like me where you really can't associate anything with years? Like I have, it, unless it was the exactly. year. Yeah. If I didn't graduate high school that year or college or Arkansas didn't win the SEC West, I have no idea what year it happened. Yeah. I've been a nurse for seven years and I know I've listened to you as long as I've been a nurse. <laughs> so I went with that. Well, thank you for being a part of this. You get to go first. Uh, what is the, the first question from 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 your mind? Okay, so I'm from Oklahoma, obviously. I know Caitlin's from Oklahoma. So you've always talked about, you know, the possibility of maybe going to Arkansas and running for governor there. Well, now that Caitlin's got family in Oklahoma, what about the possibility of moving here to Oklahoma and running for governor here? Well, if I don't think people of Oklahoma would embrace me as their own, right? I think... No, I would totally embrace you. Well, you would. Come I, on. I, I tell you who would. Some folks... A few folks in Tulsa, because we're on there. We do pretty well in the ratings. Some folks in Oklahoma City. And then other than that, I don't think people give a crap. Where at least in Arkansas, like I'm I'm one of them. That Those are the people that I grew up alongside. And if I do end up, you know, being in politics, I think that's why. You know, I lived in Texas for 12 years. Loved Austin. My favorite place to live, like as someone who made his own decisions for life. But I could never go back to Texas and do it because I'm not a Texan. Texas loves them some Texas. And I respect that. But... As much as Texas influenced my life, as much as anywhere, I have to be a part of where I come from. I like to help people everywhere, but I wouldn't Oklahoma. I'm just now finding a real love for Oklahoma because it was such a, a adversary of mine my whole life because we're right next door to each other and we competed in most things. And so, and I'm very jealous of OU football. And so, you know, there's there's that. I was gonna there. say, you can use loosely. We beat the crap out of you. In every sport but football, we beat the crap out of you guys. So I don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you, Ashley. How thank about you. Adrian from Toledo, Ohio? Adrian, how are you? Good, how are you? There she is. I am great. Um, I, I, I like your glasses. They look a lot like mine. That's probably why I like them, because I like mine so much, so therefore <laughs> I like yours. Uh, so tell me about you. You're from, to, you. you're from Toledo. How long have you been listening? Since about you guys moved to Nashville around 2013. So about eight years. So it's been a while. It is crazy that we have yeah. lived in Nashville eight years. I remember moving here going, what am I doing? <laughs> going, I am risking my career and everybody else's career on the show 
to move to Nashville. I moved into a tiny apartment. I drove up by myself. I had no space in the car. And I drove up. I didn't even have room for my dog, Dusty. But my friend drove up like three days later with the dog. And what I remember most about that is Dusty had a little collar on that had a GPS. And so, so I could find him if he ever ran out of the yard at my house in Austin. And I remember going, hey, I can look and see exactly where they are driving by lining up Dusty's GPS. So I knew how far away they were at all times. I was basically stalking them as they drove from Austin, Texas to Nashville. So that was eight years ago. Crazy. Well, Adrian, what is your question? Um, I was actually wondering, M2 started on this show about four years ago this summer. How was she actually brought on the show and what made her stand out? She was brought onto the show because we needed someone in the digital world. Nada used to work with us and she left. And right. it was, we just needed someone out of necessity real quick at first. It was, we had, we were a very active social sh- uh, show. Um, when, when it wasn't mm-hmm. really, that really wasn't a thing. Like some shows were doing okay at it, but we were, you know, extremely Twitter, Instagram, everybody was on Facebook, but I didn't want to lose a beat. And, and Morgan I knew her from can from working at our station in Kansas and cause she worked in Wichita oh. at our station, but I, we never had the idea to hire her full time. It was just like, Hey, who can do this job real quick? And so Rod, our boss goes, well, there's Morgan. And I was like, wait, we already have a Morgan. That's not possible. We can't have two Morgans. That's going to be confusing for everybody. Cause we already had Morgan one who was our executive producer who had moved up from the ranks as Morgan one was an intern I spoke at her school. Mm-hmm. She came on as an intern. We had, we have any money to pay her. So I hired her as my assistant for a while just so we could pay her and she could learn radio. She came on as an assistant producer. She moved up to executive producer. And then there was another Morgan in the building. And I was like, okay, come and do this for a couple of weeks. We're doing a, a search. And the more I searched, the more I found out that Morgan number two, as she's known now, was better than anybody we were talking to. So out of necessity, we pulled her in the room real quick. And she also just got along with everybody. And that's a big part of it. So she had the skill set and she got along. And we were like, holy crap, we just accidentally upgraded in a way. And so there you have it. Morgan number two is a part of the show and has been a part of the show. And is, it feels like she's been with the show the whole time, right, Mike? Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird to think of a time when she wasn't with the show. So um, that's the answer on that. And th- But it was weird going, do we change one of their names? Do we? And nobody volunteered to have their name changed. And so I go, well, we'll just have Morgan 1 and Morgan 2. The weird thing is Morgan 1 still works with me. She was here, what, two hours ago at the house? We were doing an Eric Church um, album special. And Morgan number 2 works in my management team, which means she works with me on every project that I do. A little radio, but mostly outside of radio. We were lining up American Idol stuff for next week. And and she was actually helping with this album release party as well. And so um, she was here, but when we go out to events... Like Morgan number one and I flew down to Georgia a couple weeks ago and spoke and everyone's like, are you Morgan? And she's like, yeah. They're like, you know, when you were on this, doing the skinny this morning, she's like, no, 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 I'm the, different I'm the different Morgan. <laughs> and it's funny how the, it's kind of shifted. It used to be, Hey, are you Morgan to Morgan number two when they met Morgan number one? And now it's the opposite. So that's how, thank you for that question. That's it. That's good. I like that. I haven't really thought about that in a long time. So thank you for that. You're uh, welcome. She's she's doing a great job. Both Morgans are killing it. <laughs> I absolutely agree. It was hard for me to ask Morgan one to leave the show because she was so valuable to what we were doing day to day. Oh yeah. Um, but she did, and she's killing it. And we have Scuba Steve, who is a plus. So I think every yeah. I think everybody won in that situation. Uh, yeah. 
Grace in Austin, Texas. Grace, how are you? I'm so nervous, but I've been listening to you. Um, my oldest is 26, and he was in second grade. Wow. So Wait, is that, yeah, is that possible? Let me do the math here, Grace. Hold on. Some people have revisionist history, and they think we've been on for 50 years. Hold on, hold on. Your oldest is 26, so he would be eight in the second grade. So that would be 18 years. No, 20 years. Wait, I'm confused. He's 26, 18. Mike, help me out here. I'm lost. I've been doing, I forgot the numbers. He was eight then. He was like 2002. Okay. So 18, 19 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. How long? Yeah. And I I started in Austin in 2002. I mean, that almost works out to the day I started. I think you guys listened to my first day. The first show. Yeah. Uh, Okay. You're right. I hate being that old, but you are right. Okay, Grace, what, what do you have? Okay, so um, if you were to win governor, and I say if, but I think your chances of winning governor are 100% because the cards always fall in your way. They're always dealt in your favor. So, you know, I'm pretty sure you might win governor. Will you take any of your current employees with you, and why? Uh, that's a good question. Amy, no, because she doesn't wouldn't want to move to Arkansas and work in politics. I mean, I'm closest to Amy. I heard Eddie. I mean, Eddie. It's weird because they've always been one A, one and one A about who I'm closest to. But I think Caitlin and Amy are so close now. It actually, I don't have to be as close to Amy all the time because I know all the stuff. Like I talk to Amy all the time, and even after the show. But Caitlin hangs out with her, and she's like, "Yeah, this happened to Amy." And I feel like when she talks to Caitlin, she's talking to me. But Eddie and I hang out all the time. But I think I'd still not take either one of them because they'd have their own things going. I wouldn't take a lunchbox. I mean, Morgan. Maybe Mike D would be the only one just because I, people have no idea the influence Mike D has on the entire show all the time. He only says like two words a week. And when you break it down, it's like, you know, a third of a word every day. Sometimes he just mumbles that half a word. Yeah. See, right there. there he just go. did it. That's my, that's my catchphrase. Yeah. Um, it, probably Mike D just because. I don't trust well, and I depend on him really more than anybody else, period. So probably Mike D. And if Mike D, you know, was like, hey, I, I don't know. Our, we just work because Mike D loves to write and create and doesn't really love to say a whole lot. People, it takes people a minute to warm up to Mike to know he's a nice guy because at first they think he's, he's going to kill them because he doesn't talk around them. Yeah. But see... <laughs> But now Mike is the most lovable guy. It's crazy. And we have a similar dynamic in our engagements, relationships, in that Mike and his fiance and Caitlin and myself, we have the same kind of speaking arrangement where Caitlin's the talker. I don't say much. Mike's fiance is the talker. He doesn't say much. And when you get Mike and I together sometimes and we'll fly across the country four hours, maybe we'll talk to each other. But if we don't, that's okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we have. <laughs> and, and if we don't, that's just how we are. I don't, I don't have a lot to say when I'm not working. Um, but, but probably Mike D and possibly scuba Steve possibly. Cause he's, he's very organized. But other than that, I don't think anybody would want to honestly, but love him. But I don't think oh, so. I would definitely would. Yeah. Um, yeah. David in Gainesville, Florida. Welcome to the, the, the little meeting here. David, tell me uh, how long you've been listening and tell me something about yourself. Um, living in Gainesville, Florida. Probably been listening five or six years. Honestly, timeline and just points and scenes. Um, 
but yeah, probably five, six years. Hey, wearing a Pimp and Joy shirt right now. One of my favorites, the tie dye Pimp and Joy shirt, which is pretty, yeah, yeah which is pretty yeah, awesome. I'm trying to find hers, but you know, we're in the middle of moving, so it kind of disappeared somewhere. Yeah. Well, what uh, what are you wearing on your head? It is that. Is that an alien? Are you an alien? Baby Yoda. A baby. Oh, baby Yoda. Yes. All right. Um. So, David, what's your question? Um. I know, like a year or two ago, you had announced that you were investing in the uh, fan controlled football league, and I know they had a season, but I never saw anything else about it from. They did, and so, I agreed to be an owner. Good question. I agreed to be an owner in the league. The league continued to get delayed for different reasons, and then because of COVID. And then they cut their teams down for the first season. And I was also starting to shoot Breaking Bobby Bones. So my schedules didn't line up with being in Vegas to own a team. Because I, I was going to go out there every week for a few weeks. And be on the road shooting. So I was like, hey, if you need to cut people, I'll step aside and come back for a later season. And they were like, okay, cool. So I think there were only four teams this past this past season. They came to me again a couple weeks ago, and they're like, hey, can you do season two? And honestly, I can't at this point. Um, with Idol, with Breaking Bobby Bones, which starts May 31st, and hopefully we get a season two, with a couple of other shows, because I am doing, I have a creator deal with BBC where I create TV shows. We have a couple shows that we're developing. And then, obviously, the radio show, which is my favorite. And also, Caitlin, who I'm trying to have a bit of a balance with, I just kind of felt that was the bottom of the totem pole. As much as I wanted to do it, it wasn't a priority. So in the end, I was like, hey, I can't do this anymore. And they were like, cool, thank you. Let's check it out again next season. So that's that's how we left it. We talked actually last week. Um, and that was really cool. It was really cool to watch. But I just don't think I have the capacity for it. But thank you for that question because I get that a lot. And I just really don't have this, the time on the air to talk about that because I don't think that many people care, but enough care that I addressed it here. Nice. Uh, Tori in El Dorado, Kansas. Hi, Tori. Hey, Bobby. Thanks for saying El Dorado correctly. You know, I have been there. And when, <laughs> I I, know. when I've been to a place, because Kansas holds uh, a special spot in my heart, it's like the place I've never lived that I might love the most. Because without Kansas and without Wichita and the surrounding areas, our show just wouldn't be what it is now because I had to beg someone to put me on the air, my very first ever market, and pay for it all myself. But for them to take that risk on me, an absolutely unproven show. And then we would go twice a year and do shows. And I'm going to say this. I'm not, Mike, I'm not releasing anything right now. But let me just say, because it does hold such a special place in my heart, I will be there this year. Okay. That's all I'm going to say right okay. now. That's all I'm going to say. But I will hold off Love for now. All right, Tori, what do you want to know? Um, okay, so while I have you you know, your attention. I want to pick your brain a little bit about business. So my husband and I are in the process of transitioning into taking over the family business, which is his family. And he is very like big picture, um, has all the big goals. And I'm very detail oriented and like see all the steps it takes. So it's caused a little bit of conflict sometimes because I want to like, you know, work things out and he just sees the big, picture. So I'm wondering how can I best support him in his getting to those goals while also reining in the things it takes to get there. Well, first, let me say checks and balances is the greatest, especially in a relationship, especially in business. Like you need that person to check you. 
Uh, he needs that person to check him. The fact that you guys are a bit different is the best, especially if you're also in business together. Uh, that being said, the best thing is Caitlin's taught this more to me than anybody else was that if we don't agree on something, even if I don't agree with what you're saying or your opinion, I need to understand why you have that opinion and why you're saying that. Because most times in conflict, we aren't really understanding what the other person's saying or why they're saying it. So it's great that you guys are big and little picture. You got all the pictures covered. I think it's understand his position, where he's coming from, why he feels that way, even if you don't agree with it. If you can actually explain to him that you understand where he's coming from, but you still feel different, that helps me so much when she doesn't agree with me. And heck, most of the time she's right. Um, so I think showing him that you understand where he's coming from and that he's being heard, and him the same with you, you don't have to agree. You won't always agree. But to have the understanding that at least you're talking the same language actually does help. At least it has with me. Um, with us, it's, it's funny you say that. Our checks and balances is work and like quality time together at home. Work-life balance. And I'm like, oh, work, 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 work. She's like, no, no, no. Balance, 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 balance. And so whenever we don't agree on it, and I'm like, I got to go out on a plane. I got to go do this. As long as I understand why she's saying what, what she's coming from, I still feel good about my decision to not agree with her um, and her the same with me. So that would be the advice that I would give you. We have a similar system working over here. Just It's not both in work. It's just kind of work-life balance. I mean, Kaylin's always like, don't work. I don't give a crap. I'm like, well, then how am I supposed to pay for the house? She's like, we'll get a smaller house. Who cares? We don't. So, um, but it is an adjustment for sure. Okay, that was round one, Mike. Yeah. I feel good about round one. We're going to go through slightly faster on round two because we're going to run out of time because I talk too much. We're going to go back to Ashley in Oklahoma. Ashley in Oklahoma, welcome back. What is your second question? There you go. Okay, you're a guy that likes to make uh, likes to make big moments for people. What's the most memorable thing Caitlin's done for you? What's the most memorable thing that she has done? I think, and there have been a lot of them, I think it's the detail she puts into things. Uh, I mean, I, I just think of one from my birthday when she spent like two months making a, a watch, you know, putting the state of Arkansas in the background of it, putting initials, making sure it fit like secretly. She's very detailed about things. Um, whenever I was going to uh, shoot our first episode of Breaking Bobby Bones, we were going to go play basketball in the backyard the day before I left. And I was just excited to go shoot the show. I finally had my own show. But she's like, hold on a second. And she, I had to go fix something or something. She's like, will you fix this? So I go in the other room. And that's when everybody kind of ran through the backyard. And I walked back there and there was like a surprise party, like a Breaking Bobby Bones. Hey, you're starting your show party. I had no idea. I'm hard to surprise. We played basketball in Cornhole and it was like real close friends. I think there were six of us. It was right in the middle of, of COVID. So it was small, but it's just the attention to detail about things. And it even surprising me with cooking, like I'll come home and she's cooked a meal. And why that's so important to me is I never had anybody cook for me my whole life. My mom didn't really cook. Nobody cooked. It was, there were a lot of cereals for dinner or if it was cooking, it was hamburger helper or mamwich, or it was, you know, lunch, free lunch at school, free breakfast at school. But sometimes she'll surprise me with like a, a meal that I've, that she knows I want, but it's little things, but it's consistency. And that to me is, so she's very intentional. She's very intentional about those things that are important to you. Yeah. Like intentional in a way of she hits the foundational things more than like the shock and awe things, if that makes sense. Right. So I would say that. 
And I could probably do a whole 40 minutes on that. Now I start thinking about my getting emotional. <laughs> um, all right. Ashley's asking all the Caitlin Oklahoma questions. I don't know if you're on Ashley's beat here, but she's definitely found her lane. Uh, Adrian. I'm team Caitlin all the way. Yeah, yeah. Me too most of the time. All right. Adrian in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Um, you talk about a lot about wanting to have twins. So how serious are you and Caitlin about that? And what would you do to prepare? Well, can you be serious? Keep about in it? mind, I'm also a twin mom. I, here's the thing. And, and <laughs> here's why I would like twins. Because I would like to go like good basketball players out of high school. One and done. You have your pregnancy. You got your two kids. Put a bow on it. Wrap it up. Like to me, that would be the appeal of twins. That same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two kids take care of them same time. It's crazy. I don't even know what that is, honestly. So it's hard for me to go. I would suck, or that would be awesome. I have no idea. I have no idea about babies. But I have a couple idiot friends that had twins, and they do just fine. And they're idiots. So if my idiot friends can do it, I'm sure I can do it. I may not be great at it, but I'm sure I can handle it. And then it's just a pregnancy, two babies. But then she's like, "Do you know how big I'm going to be with twins?" And I'm like, "I don't care." Well, how what how are twins for you? Did you, do you just have twins, or do you have any single like a uh, single like they're not dating? Biologically, I just have twins. And how was that for um, you? I do have a stepdaughter that's fifteen, but my twins are five, and, and they it hurt. was great. There's honestly nothing you can do to prepare for it. <laughs> what would be cool is if they came out at the same time. It's not push one to push the other. They're two minutes apart. Yeah, no, I'm talking about what if they just came out two heads same time? Like, let me out of here, and then boom, that probably hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I would love it. I don't know the difference. I'd love it. We'd be done. It's great. I didn't know the difference either. Yeah. It's wonderful. She has a lot of twins in her family. So, and it skipped a generation above Same. her. So bring it. And it, I, But I swear to you, if they're twin girls, I'm going I'm to cry. Give me a boy and a girl. Give me two boys. Don't give me two girls. I, what do you have? <laughs> I have two boys. Okay. See? Be okay. I, you know what? I'd like a boy and a girl. If, I, if I'm doing fantasy life, they come out, it's a boy and a girl. No more. We're all good. The end. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, Grace in Austin, Texas, you're back on. What do you have? We love everyone on the show and how everyone brings their own little flag. We love LB and understand some dislike him. But to me, he seems real. And of course, I'm from Austin, so I might be a little biased. But lately, we don't hear from him as much. Can you elaborate as to why his role seems to be minimized on air? Sure. I mean, I think what he's gotten really good at is going out on the streets and doing big, hilarious segments. So the only thing he's not doing as much is talking about the news. So it's being very deliberate about, one, the, the real core battery is Amy and I with Eddie and Lunchbox in different capacities. Eddie doesn't have a lot of bits where they're big bits. Like, there's really nothing dedicated to Eddie other than I feel like Eddie's the funniest person that I can talk along with to have conversation um, who is pretty positive, pretty upbeat, extremely witty. And so I use him in that capacity. And with Lunchbox, in the, the bits need to be about him because he demands that attention. And so every Eddie and Lunchbox have been minimalized in different ways. Lunchbox doesn't hop in and comment along with things. And Eddie doesn't have huge bits that are dedicated to him. He's not on the street. He's not doing anything that's like, hold your stomach hilarious. Um, Amy has been elevated a bit. But Amy always rules. Like, Amy's just the best. And if I ever go down, 
Either Amy gets the show or Amy doesn't want to do that show anymore and she goes and does her own thing. Uh, I don't even know if Amy wants to do this much longer. Amy's always been the person that's like, hey, I'm going to quit in a couple years. You're cool with that, right? I'm like, hey, you do you. You know, I think this is how the show is going to shake out eventually. And like Amy does her own night show. I'm saying if, I, if I'm ever out of here or the company fires me. I think Amy does her own syndicated show. I think Lunchbox goes and does sports in a local station somewhere. I don't know what the crap Eddie's going to do. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. He can go shoot TV. He can, depend if contract situations are good, he can come along with me and, you know, be the guy I like to talk with. But that's what Eddie would do. Ray is just such a grinder. Ray can work for anybody at any time. He'd be, people would be lucky to have him. I plan to just have Mike walk alongside me my whole life. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Even if I retire at 65, Mike, hang out and make sure everything's uh, right, going good. good for me. Uh, but I think, you know, as the show has gotten bigger, we have had to make sure there aren't a hundred voices on at the same time and be a little more specific about roles. You know, you wouldn't see Kramer on Seinfeld for the most part, just hanging out, shooting the crap with everybody. He comes in, dominates the scene, owns the room, boom, big laugh out. But mostly it's Jerry, Elaine and George. And George may be on more, but people know Kramer more from that show because of the places that he gets put. So I think that's a good question. I'm glad you asked it, but I don't think it's entirely accurate because in ways I think Lunchbox has been elevated. He doesn't have as much quantity, but he has more quality. Gotcha. There All you right. go. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that question. Uh, David from Gainesville, Florida, you are on the show. On the show. We're not doing the show. I automatically get into show mode and I'm like, all right, we're doing the show. Uh, David in Gainesville, you're on. So let me preface this with saying that we made a trip to New York and just happened to be when you were doing your book release. So we were able to come out to that. Wow. Um, we're on Dancing with the Stars. I managed to get a ticket to come see the show. So I flew out to see that week three. Wow. Also, last year at the Strawberry Festival, I managed to get a front row ticket. So what would you say to someone significant other that thinks you're a little bit weird for being a super fan of a guy that's a dorky mirrorball champion, <laughs> best-selling author, comedian, musician, well, radio guy that's also in the country radio hall of fame? Here's, here's the thing. Like, you could be – I have people that I think are super cool that other people don't think are super cool. And I'll be honest with you, a lot, not a lot of people think I'm super cool, so I appreciate that. Like, 100%, you're the one. <laughs> You're like, and I, I'm so grateful of anybody that gives a crap about what I say or do. I think I represent a, a very small sliver of folks. Um, and so I hope that I represent you and others that come from situations and think like me well. But I would say to your wife, you want to go look at these naked girls on Instagram? Well, who do you want to be a fan of? Of all the people I can be a fan of, I've picked a pretty nerdy guy who doesn't get in any trouble. Like, you want to? I could be watching stuff on my computer at two a.m. I could be on OnlyFans account. I could be doing all kinds of stuff. I would just say that because again, it ain't that cool to even be my friend. And the fact that you are, I'm very grateful. You know what I'm gonna do, David? Because, listen, I had no idea. And it's funny you mentioned Dancing with the Stars. I was just going through my closet, and I have a bunch of stuff that I took from that show. Either I wore one episode, or I'm gonna get your email address. And I'm going to sign like a pair of shoes that I wore on that show. I didn't know you were out there. And I'm going to mail them to you. What? So. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. And I would, that's awesome. I can't believe that you flew out there. Like I'm so honored. And Mike's going to get your info after this. He'll email you. And I'm going to, and you know what? If I need to write your wife a note, I will. And I'll be like, hey, lay off. 
let let the guy like a nerd. She's listening right now. She's hiding over here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see. So David, I'm, I'm going to do that, and actually, I'm, I'm grateful that I get to do that. So uh, thank you for that question. But also, it's a weird question. It's a weird question to ask. Hey, um, how do I explain to somebody that I like an idiot? And I'm like, who's the idiot? Well, it's you. And I'm like, oh crap. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet and the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or you like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right. Next up, Tori in Kansas. Question number two. Okay. So, um... Piggybacking off of babies, um, I have been married for two years, and we have been trying to get pregnant for about 18 months, the majority of that being through COVID. So we have kind of an infertility journey going on, and it's been a little rough. And lately, I have been feeling kind of called to share our journey on social media. It helps me process things, and I also... You know, I spend time watching other people's stories, so I feel like it would make, if I can make other people not feel so alone, that would be good. But I'm a perfectionist, and it um, scares me to do something I'm not really good at. So what would be your 
best advice to somebody who feels like they need to take a new opportunity but doesn't feel 100% confident? I just don't think we're ever 100% confident in anything we really want. I mean, anything I've ever pursued, like, with all of me, I'm not 100% confident. Heck, I'm self-conscious about it. I'm self-conscious that people aren't going to think I'm good at it. I'm self-conscious that I'm not going to be good at it. I'm self-conscious that I'm not good at it already. But you just don't get good at stuff that you care about unless you're not good at it at first. Even people that grow up and they're really good athletes, there's a stage in life where people around you start to get as good as you. And it could be high school, it could be college, it could be the pros. But you have to commit. And you have to commit to not always doing it right because that's when you learn how to do it right. So, I mean, my only advice for you in this situation or any other situation where you're like, man, I'm not that good at this. I don't know if I can do it. You're not supposed to be good at it when you start. You're not. You're just not. That's not how life works. You're not supposed to be good at stuff. And if you are good at it when you start, think of how great you can be if you get uncomfortable and try to get better. So... I commend you for trying something new, but if you were to give up and be like, oh, I'm not good at this, I should stop, then you didn't really want it that bad anyway. So keep pushing. You're supposed to suck at it. I wrote a whole book on it called Fail Until You Don't. You're supposed to <laughs> fail. You learn. I know. It's like school, kindergarten through 12th grade. When you first learn something, you know, you're bad at it. You're bad at math. You're bad at multiplication. You're bad at division. You're bad at algebra. Until it clicks at some point, or it doesn't. Uh, it never did for me. I tried. I sucked at it. And then I realized this is not for me. So you're supposed to not be good at stuff at first, especially stuff you care about. That's why you work hard at it. That's why it's not just a job. That's why it's a passion. So keep pushing. It's okay to, I know it's not glamorous or fun, but it's okay to, to fail because at least you're learning something. So I'm proud of you. Crickets. All right. I give a great motivational speech, Mike, and I give oh. crickets. <laughs> um, all right, let's go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> round number three. This one will be uh, a bit quicker. This will be kind of a speed round. Let's go back to Ashley in Oklahoma. Ashley, go ahead. All right, Bobby. Somebody's given you 30 seconds during a Super Bowl ad to do whatever you want, say whatever you want. I'm hoping you're going to navigate away from the obvious you know, self-promotion here. What would you tell people or say or do if you have 30 seconds to basically address the millions and millions of people that watch the Super Bowl. Dang, that's a good question. I mean, usually I just fire off words until I figure out an answer. I just start talking, <laughs> like Michael Scott, and then it all comes together at the end, or it doesn't. I never thought about that. If someone says you have thirty seconds, what would you do on the Super Bowl? Well, this is kind of like the genie question. You ask a genie for more wishes. If you got three wishes, I'd probably go, "Okay, everybody, I know you're watching this." I got something big to say on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. And then I'd have like more than 30 seconds to lay out what I really cared about. But I don't know if I had 30 seconds. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to cheat because that's cheating. And that's something I would do is find a way around the system. If you had 30 seconds, Michael, what would you do? I would have a commercial that messes with the TV so that everybody thinks something is wrong with it. Oh, you just screw with people. Andy Kaufman style. I think what I would do is dial in on my my school that I grew up because it struggles and go, all right, this is Mount Pine High School. Here's the football uniforms. Well, they didn't have any. Um, they do now. But look at all of this that, that we can't afford. And I'd probably be selfish but want to help out where I come from. And I'd go, hey, we get, I just donated a bunch for instruments. The band, the band can't afford instruments. 
I'd probably do something about that and help the people from where I can't help everybody. But if I'm being selfish about it, I'd probably help where I come from and go, Hey, this is a, a town that is full. It's, it's still in poverty. A lot of these people live in poverty. This is my people. Can you guys help out? That's probably what I would do. Or I would just find one story and be like, this guy needs a kidney. Like, let's go. Let's match it up. I, it wouldn't be some crazy overarching message because I believe going, hey, look at all this that you can do. It's like if you have two quarterbacks in the NFL, you don't really have a quarterback. You just have two guys that are okay. If you have one starting quarterback to lead the team, that's good. I'd probably dial in on something more so than being, hey, here's an organization that you can help. Because I don't think people are moved that much by wide messages. If you ask me tomorrow, I might say something different. But I think right now that's what I'm going to settle with. I'd take people home and show them Mountain Pine, Arkansas in 30 seconds and ask if they could help rebuild that school in town. There you go. But I, and I'd also say don't spend any money in Oklahoma because <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> no, you need it. You I'm need kidding. it. Bring it on. Ashley, thank you. That's a great question. Adrian in uh, Toledo, Ohio. You're up. Last question. Yeah, um, I'm a big promoter of Pimp and Joy and the Shop Forward. And my kids absolutely love the Raging Kidiots. They always see me in Be Kind pullovers that I'm always wearing. Um, and Be Nice is their favorite song. Have you ever thought of having the Shop Forward make a Be Nice shirt for children and then a Nice shirt for adults? Uh, I haven't. I, I haven't. And Shop Forward is an overarching brand that my friend Mary has, but we actually have a company called Can't See Apparel. And we do Pimp and Joy with her through Shop Forward, and we don't keep any of the money. Um, Can't See Apparel is a charity based too, but it's a little different because they're my organization specifically. Pimp and Joy is kind of an overarching show thing. Um, we're like, we work with kids who can't afford eyeglasses. We work with um, like the Burlesworth Foundation in Arkansas, which helps kids like me that couldn't afford. I'm very selfish in my charities, Mike. I always just try to get back to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, something in therapy I found a long time ago. I'm just always like, all right, how can I get back to me in the past? I want to get in a time machine and help kids who don't have shoes and glasses and food. But in the end, it's just me. I wrote on my first book, I just should give to like bird watching or something. So I never feel guilty about charity. Cause I don't give a crap about birds. Um, but I, I haven't thought of Be Nice. I haven't thought about that Kitty It's album in months until we have a drawer at home at, at, at work. It has like 200 Raging Kitty It's albums. I saw yesterday for the first time. Do you ever seen those? I have seen those in there. We should give those away to people. Um, I haven't though, but I encourage you guys to check out the Shop Forward and check out Can't See Apparel, which is our kind of side brand that does the same thing but goes to some smaller uh, organizations. Thank you for your question. You've been fantastic. Uh, Grace in Austin, Texas. Thank you. You are final question. Okay. If you could, if you could start all over again, what would you different, do differently? And how big is your house? <laughs> well, the house is big these days. I'm kind of going through an identity crisis right now because I have achieved at this point in my life a good amount of success to where like, I know the person that I am. Now people just offer me money to do all kinds of dumb things. They're just like, hey, will you uh, put your voice on this? We'll give you some thousands. And I'm like, what? And it's crazy. So the house is big. I'm going to say that. The house is actually really big. Um, but you wouldn't know it driving by. It's, it's, but I, I factor in this guest house where we work out of into that mix. But I would say the house is big. Would you, Mike? I would agree. Yeah. Square footage, I don't know. <laughs> somewhere over 1,000 square feet. 
What's your grade? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty big. The thing that wow. the thing that I uh, it's it's just it's a weird. I'm just torn all the time because I know who I am, but at the same time, I'm like I don't want to mislead people. And for a while, I thought, what if I just don't show the inside of my house? Or what if I just don't show? And I was like, I don't want to lie to people. I don't want to say that I'm not friends with Jake Owen or Keith Urban. But I also don't want to be like, look, I'm friends with Jake Owen and Keith Urban. I'm just always trying to balance that line. And, I, and I'm and i right most of the time, but sometimes I still screw up. And I try to represent the people I've always represented. But also, like I see ways now that people like me growing up get screwed over. Like I think that's the best thing about me running for office is I've, I've climbed out of that. But the best thing about it is I understand now how my people are getting taken advantage of because I was getting taken advantage of. And I've been blessed enough to be where I am now and see how the system is holding people down. Did she ask that or she's asking how big the house was? She asked how big the house well, was. Well, okay, I've started on a whole different. But I think that to me is what motivates me more than anything politically is I've seen how people are screwed over now. It's a weird, weird identity crisis I'm going through. Um, what was the other part of the question, Mike? How big's your house and what else? If you could start all over again, what would you do differently? Mm. Oh, well, oof. like we robbed the store with lunchbox that time. He went to jail, but it is a terrible mistake, but it led us. Okay. I know it. I know it. We'd still rob the store. I'd still do all that stuff. I just wouldn't get fined a million dollars by the FCC because that did nothing for me personally or my career. If anything, it, it made me scared forever. I would take that back. We would not play that clip. Would not get fined a million dollars by the FCC. Would not be talking to attorneys forever. Would not be thinking we were getting fired. That's, that is, I would eliminate that. Thank you. Oof, that brings back bad memories, man. Uh, David in Gainesville, Florida. You're on the show. On the show. Why do I keep doing that? David in Gainesville, Florida. Final question. Um, so with Breaking Bobby Bones, I guess it's kind of a two-part question. What is the most fun thing you've done with that? And what about what's your favorite place that you've been to? Uh, the most fun was, and I believe this episode will air on July 4th, which by the way, the show starts May 31st. But I went and is, I believe he's the captain or one of the main players. I know he's a starter on the U.S. Olympic Paralympic hockey team. He served. He went over. A bomb blew his legs off. He'd never played hockey in his life, but he was having some serious depression. He learned about sled hockey. You know, he can't stand up and skate because he doesn't have legs, but he can get in a sled and play sled hockey. And he and the, the, the U.S. team went and beat Canada in the Olympics. They beat everybody, but they won a gold medal. And I went and competed against them. I had never, I've never played hockey. Um, I never played sled hockey. I didn't even really know the rules. So I had to spend a day learning the rules, and I was terrible at it, and they beat the crap out of me because they did not want to see me on TV doing well at this. And I get it. But to learn his story and and how he came up. And then for me also to compete on that show at a sport. I love sports. That's probably the most fun. I was probably the most hurt after that one. That one or the tree climbing one. Um, and then the coolest place I went was I went to the Grand Canyon. I'd never seen it before. We never went on a vacation as a kid. I didn't start going places until I was a, an adult. And... I never thought I'm just going to drive out to the Grand Canyon, but going out there was crazy to see that. it's You think it's huge because you see it on TV, then you go look in it, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. And there are no rails on a lot of that stuff. You can just fall off. So you ever been to the Grand Canyon, Mike? No. You'd be amazed by it. It was also the worst episode. I had to hang 4,000 feet over that thing on a rope. 
which I believe is the first episode. The worst episode, the first episode. And that's how they want it. Um, so, yeah, and I can't wait for you guys to see the show. Uh, Tori, final question, Eldorado, Kansas. You're on. Okay, well, first, I just want to say thank you so much. I think it's so cool that you involve your fans this way. And um, I have been listening for like eight years, but my friend Casey just added me to the B team group like two weeks ago. So I'm seriously in shock that I'm doing this. Um, but my last question is <laughs> that, like, I, Mike, I for, kind of forgot that I made the comment. And then when you messaged me, I was like, who is this Mike guy messaging me? So, um, anyway, I just want to say it's been so cool to watch you and Caitlin's relationship develop and your, um, love story happen. And I just want to know what's the thing you're looking most forward to in marriage and starting a family. I mean, I think starting a family, right? Um, I mean, probably that, but I'm also looking forward and I, we already have it, but I know it's because everybody keeps telling me it's going to feel different. I'm sure a lot of you, uh, amazing folks here on this little screen can tell me the same that once you're married, I think it just feels different. I'm assuming it just feels different after that. It feels like more official, official, like no way's going anywhere. Like I have uh, crazy abandonment issues just from people leaving me or dying my whole life. And I still struggle with that sometimes. Uh, this is the first time that I haven't really for the most part, like 99% of the time I'm great. Other times I can like, battle inner demons of, Oh man, for sure. She's going to leave, but that's rare. It's, it's really rare. Um, and it's not anything she does. It's just me fighting those back and it's, I'm watching it decline as well inside of me. Um, so I think it's that not that not creeping in cause I'm already feeling it not creeping in at all. And I think that it's just having that official, Hey, you sign a piece of paper. You can't leave me now, Caitlin. If you do, it's going to cost you money. So don't do that. Um, I think that's really what it is. It's like even more definitive. It's a, it's like, this is it. It's like, I feel like I'm tricking her. I feel like I'm tricking her into marrying me. Like, why would someone as funny and cool and smart and educated and like, there are all these things. And I'm like, does she, like, it's like, I want her to go, ew, ew, and rub her eyes. Like when you clean the glass and go like, do you understand what nutcase you're marrying? Um, so I think it's like, I, I finally trapped her and the gate is closed. I think that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> So, well, looking forward to seeing your guys' wedding pictures. I bet it's going to be awesome. We're only doing Polaroids. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> um, well, listen, there's that. We, just, we, we were going to do 30 minutes. We did almost 50. Yeah, I just enjoy these so much. I love the questions. I love to be challenged on these questions. I always go back, and we don't really we don't really edit these unless there's some sort of like, um, okay, unmute your mic, that kind of stuff. We'll cut some of that out sometimes, but we don't edit these. Uh, because I want it to be as real, as raw as possible. And I know I'm going to leave this room and think I was a douchebag for one of my answers. So let's just have a conversation here all together. I'm sorry. You have kids here, David. I'm sorry. Um, uh, oh, they're fine. Uh, sorry, kids. No, language is worse than yours. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. Now I'm going to feel, uh, I'm going to feel like a real weenie about two things. One, that, and then two, I really struggle with, I would say talking about, but more so admitting to success. Not that I'm not super pumped to, to have successful things happen to me, but I feel like it's a hard thing to talk about it. It's a hard thing to talk about and still feel like people like, like you and care. So when I go, like I've come out of that, like I don't think I'm any better than anybody else. I think I did a lot of work, had a lot of people looking out for me, had a lot of great people around me, 
got out, have seen the situations, have seen even in tax situations, even in education, how my people, poor people, are taken advantage of and they're never let out of the cycle because they're not taught how to get out of the cycle. And I, I say that and I say, I'm out of that now and I've seen it and I want to go back and help it. But I always feel like when I go, I'm out of that now, people go, what a, sorry, I was going to say, what a weenie that guy is. And that is what I will leave this conversation and will eat my hair tonight worried about because that stuff bothers me. It doesn't bother me to be successful. I'm proud of it. But I never want people to feel like I'm not on their team anymore because of it. If anything, it shows me why that is my team forever. And I'm blessed enough. I need to look out for my people because people looked out for me. So I'll ask, you can be honest with me. Was that a, just the worst, most out-of-touch answer that I gave to that question? No. Okay. No. I don't know, Mike. They're not very, uh, <laughs> they're, not, they're not super pumped about that. What Adrian? What Adrian? You tell me your feelings on that. Be honest with me. You do a great job at what you do. There's, there's no reason why you should ever feel like a weenie for anything. You do a great job. David, can your hit, kids hear the word weenie? <laughs> they can't oh, hear me. No, yeah, they're good. Okay. All right. Well, listen. You, that's what I will focus on, and I will not go look at the Bobby Bone Show Facebook page after this. I will only look at the B Team page. That Bobby Bone Show page. I, I don't understand. Why do why do you click on that page if you hate me so much? Not you guys. You guys are cool. We're cool. We're all cool here. Cool. We're all cool. Um, thank you guys for your time. Thank you for thank you. listening to the show. Thank you for uh, following me, like trailing me around the country in your in your VW bug, David. I appreciate that. I'm going to send you something for sure just <laughs> to show my appreciation. But all of you guys, like, just honored you'd spend an hour with me here on Zoom and would would care enough about what i have to say we definitely have a community here and i appreciate you guys so much so from me to you have a good night and goodbye friends thank you This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. 
If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today.